Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an IT Manager. Um, I apologize once again for the long delay in between episodes. Um, The start of this year has been a little more hectic than I thought, and uh, it's just been kind of hard to find time to make one of these. I have a few minutes now before I get into more stuff, so I want to bring you at least a couple pieces of content, um, keep things moving for you. So today is going to be kind of quick, but I wanted to put in a plug for two things, basically. One is the uh, FBI's Internet Crimes Complaint Center, the IC3. I know I've mentioned it in the past. Um, I think it's a good time since it's been long enough since I've talked about it to mention it again. And we're going to talk about that. And the other thing we're going to talk about, too, is uh, working remotely, VPN connections. So let's get started with the FBI section first, and then we'll jump into VPN. So I wanted to put a plug in, like I said, for the FBI's Internet Crimes Complaint Center. It's www.ic3.gov. This is a great place to go to report any level of cyber-related crime. Um, And uh, actually, when you first go there, they have a few links. You you click a big red file, a complaint button, and it talks about, you know, your information you'll need, stuff like that. And actually, after that takes you to three links. And the first one is is submit an internet crime complaint with the IC3, and that's an ic3.gov button. The next one is submit a suspected terrorism or threat complaint with the FBI, and that's fbi.gov. And then the third one is submit a complaint with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and that's a third button there. Um... 99% 99% of the time, you guys are going to use the ic3.gov button, but those are there in case you ever run across anything kind of crazy and weird like that. Um, anyway, uh, so when you have basically the a crime start or you're going to report it or anything like that and it's internet related, um, this is whether or not it actually happened and you were a victim or if it was attempted to you, um, then uh, go in here and go take a look at... Um, basically everything that you need for information and and what the form is and all that. Um, It takes you through that and then you you click an I accept button. The form will talk about victim information, so you, your business, uh, if there are financial transactions, description of the incident, um, information about the subject who victimized uh, you or your organization, any other information that you have, um, who's filing it, and a privacy statement. And that's about it. The nice thing is is that um, you may not always hear a response back from whatever you submit to the IC3, whether that's a minor financial crime or, um, you know, someone attempting to break into your network or someone stole your passwords, you know, stuff like that. Um, But everything that gets submitted to the IC3 does get looked at by someone, like physically someone, who will either... um, forwarded on to other information or other departments or you know maybe you're just one more victim in in a long case that's already been going on um, they will take care of that or else they will just file it into their massive database so that as more people um, submit claims or submit issues or anything like that it'll actually trigger those flags of hey you know this phone number that's listed in this complaint actually popped up in another complaint over here and they can start to kind of connect the dots. Um, You might, like I said, you might never hear back from it ever, but um, do know it does get looked at, do know it does get addressed. And uh, with any luck, hopefully it will help bring some stuff to a resolution if you are the victim of anything that happened. 
The other thing I wanted to talk about was the ability to work from home. Now, I know a lot of organizations support that, and there's ones out there that don't, and sometimes it's just down to a, you know, a manager deal and whether or not the manager likes it or not. If you have the ability to work from home every once in a while, it is actually something really nice to do. It's kind of refreshing, um, but it does help remove a lot of distractions, especially in the IT world where we get um, people stopping us for problems, you know, submitting new help desk tickets, emailing us, calling us, you know, kind of all day long. It kind of happens like that. Um, when you work from home, you kind of get away from those distractions and you can focus down on projects. I always recommend that if, if you're going to have some projects to do, um, try and do it somewhere where you're not going to have distractions so you can focus on it. If you ever go through training or have any training classes to do, do that remotely as well. So same thing, you're not going to be interrupted. Um, a lot of you guys out there like me who have certifications for different things, you know, um, like, for example, when I was going through my CompTIA Security Plus certification, um, I, that was a week-long course, well, you know, four and a half days or something like that, and I did it all from home, just worked from home that entire week, and uh, and just kind of knocked it out there. That way I wasn't being distracted by people still calling, still coming in to see me, you know, things like that, you know, regardless if you lock your office door or not, they will still try and come in. Um, highly recommend you do that. Now, there's a couple of things I also recommend, and we've kind of talked about some of these points before, but I want to re-mention them. Uh, if you are working from home, make sure that if you have like a, a laptop or a Surface that you're bringing home, connect a VPN. That way you can get back to your net work network, but it's also going to encrypt your network traffic. Make sure that things are still staying secure for you. Um, you know, not saying that your home network isn't secure or that it has risks or anything like that, but it is a possibility. And uh, that VPN connection will help minimize that risk. So that's, that's one thing. Um, the other thing, too, is that if you have a different way that you work from home or connect to a work computer from home, um, just make sure that it's uh, something safe, not bypassing firewall regulations or anything like that. Um, for example, my last job, the one of the IT people up there, before, kind of before I started, um, he was a little bit on the not ambitious side, I guess we could say, and he just openly port forward all the remote desktop ports of all of the servers through the firewall to basically the outside world so that he could connect from home with remote desktop and, and manage the servers and never have to come in after hours. Um, highly, highly, highly suggest you don't do that because that is such a bad thing to do so many bad guys can get in through that open remote desktop port and control your servers steal your information you know intercept your credentials all that stuff i mean that was just terrible so so don't do that um use the vpn connection and then remote desktop or you know if it's okay with your organization and your rules use something like team viewer you know partner to partner it kind of does the same thing um but that's something there if you have the chance to do that, um, it, like I said, it's refreshing. It will help you get some stuff done. Um, if you have a job where it allows you to work from home, you know, most of the time, great. Um, if not, you know, and it's something that you want to do or you can really see it being beneficial to you and in increasing your productivity, bring it up with your supervisors and explain the benefits of it. And I'm, I'm sure it will help you. But um, something I highly recommend, and uh, I hope you guys uh, will take it to heart and, and give it a try sometime. That's going to wrap up this episode, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it and uh, got some helpful tips out of it. As always, if you're curious about anything or want to know more about something, uh, please let me know. 
maybe in one of the next episodes we'll talk about some actual physical products, you know, computers or hardware components. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But uh, if you guys have anything, let me know. As always, thank you for listening. The song that I'm leaving you guys with today in hopes of uh, warmer weather, especially if you guys are in the Midwest, is called La Havana, which means Havana. And it is actually from the uh, Fast and Furious 8 movie, so you can recognize it from that by an artist named Pinto. Hope you guys enjoy it.